I'm Mark Walsh, and coming up on today's show... We want to hear, what do you want to do with your home that you maybe haven't gotten to? And that could just be regular maintenance issues, or it could be, I want to put wallpaper up in my office, and I haven't had any time, and I don't know who would do that. Or I have this chandelier that's been sitting in a box, and I don't know who's going to put it up because I realize we're going to have to get into the drywall. This is no problem. We help you build a plan for your home, and then we operationalize that. Welcome to What's Working in Washington on Federal News Network and streaming as a podcast. The show is What's Working in Washington, and I am your host, Mark Walsh. We are excited today to present to you Lisa Wise. She is our guest on the show. She is the chief strategic officer and co-founder of a company called Birdwatch. No, it's not about birds, although there is some thematic elements to it. It is basically a subscription-based service for your home to make your home safe, secure, and well taken care of. It's a fascinating model, both economically and service-wise. Perhaps as importantly, Lisa and her colleagues are a public benefit corporation. The top line, it means they do things that are right for the world and not necessarily to generate only shareholder value. An interesting, bright, shining line and a tough dance to do. But we talk about that and how our company operates in this conversation. Welcome to the show. Thank you very much, Mark, for having me. So what's the elevator pitch, as they say in the venture capital world, for Birdwatch? Birdwatch. We're a full-service home maintenance program, uh, and we're really focused on delivering a high-touch, hospitality-based, delightful service so that our members can maintain their homes without the hassle and so they can enjoy the the life that they've built in the homes that they love. And we want them to fall back in love with those homes and take back their time. So what I found fascinating in the the, the sort of pitch deck, so to speak, or the text, uh, both in LinkedIn and on your site, is that you push back on sort of these category killers, home service providers that are super price driven. And as I took your point or your company's overall point, and please correct me if I'm wrong, but the idea is a fair price for fair service continuity of service, um, consistency of service, knowledge of customer-vendor relationship, as opposed to these low-price providers. Uh, but anyway, th- this idea of having a, a, a price-driven relationship with a given vendor for a given thing, you're more all-inclusive. Am I reading that right? Correct. It's a holistic service. And yeah. most of the maintenance world is based on episodic needs. So you have a plumbing leak, or the toilet goes bad, or you have a play set for your kids, or you want to do any of those things. Um You'll do what everybody does. You hunt for that provider. Maybe you have a guy. You get on Facebook. You get on Nextdoor, and you go fishing, and you hope that you catch the right fish. Uh, That is, as we all know, not a great way to spend our time. We approach it totally differently. So what we want to do is build a long-term relationship with you to handle all of your maintenance needs in a comprehensive wraparound way. We use in-house maintenance technicians, which absolutely sort of is a game changer for us. And well, let me stop there. What, yeah. what, what does that mean, in-house maintenance? Tech? It means 70% of our service uh, calls are performed by our in-house W-2 maintenance technicians. Got it. And what that means is we work really hard to take great care of them, so they take great care of the homes in our portfolio. And they're doing just that. Um, we do 70%, like I said, of those visits are in-house with people that work for us, are 
um, insured by us and we make sure that they have benefits and they have time off and all the things that, that create a, a lot of loyalty. All the stuff that used to work in the correct. American workplace, right? I know, correct. And so, you know, there's a lot of uh, fractured labor in the maintenance world. You have an episodic need met. So the plumber comes, they fix that. And then you never see them again. So building a relationship from their perspective isn't really – the juice isn't worth the squeeze. Yeah. Um, and they're not going to be very incentivized to come by. Like a quick story, I had someone approach me the other day and she said, I need my windows cleaned and I'm really willing to pay for it. I'll pay up to $200 for my exterior windows to get cleaned. And I thought about it and I said, you know, it costs them more than $200 to do that project. They're going to have to get there. They're going to have to get on ladders. They're going to have to have the right insurance. They're going to all those things are going to add up to that that price tag for their operational expenses to be far more than the two hundred dollars, and that's why nobody's calling you back because right. that two hundred dollars, even if they need it, is going to be too expensive to earn. Yeah, we understand the economics of making sure that we can help people with their home. Not just in those episodic ways, but in the long haul. So you're just one chirp away <laughs> from reaching us. Nice. Whether you Bird text, Love it. you email, you can write, you can call, you can Zoom with your home concierge, which is another heavy feature of our service, is that you have a primary point of contact for your home. And that person may be Freddie or Christian or Mariana. Those folks are going to be your primary point of contact. And they're going to say, oh, wow, you have a roof leak. Let's get that solved for you. We're going to go ahead and make a ticket. We're going to connect with our roofing vendor. For roofing issues, we do go third party because we need to make sure that we have the right yeah. insurances. And uh, we've got a vetted vendor network of really great people. And we say Mike Bennett's team is going to be there on Tuesday. You do or do not need to be there based on what your, your Wait, priorities are. Wait, Senator Michael are. Bennett is in the roofing business? I didn't know that. <laughs> you had no idea. Side yeah. hustles are all the rage. There you go. Um, so that – and then we, you know, we follow up and make sure that appointment went well. We get a report back from Michael Bennett who says – it was just one roof leak or maybe you need flashing or we're going to give you a bit of a plan for your roof, which is not about spending more today. It's about saving for the long haul yeah. and making sure you're not dealing with in-home issues that are being caused by a roof leak. Wow. It's a good example of what we can do. If you're a consumer going out to get a roof leak repaired, good luck. It could take weeks or months to get a, a roofer out that wants to take care of you. We can get a roofer out usually within 24 to 48 hours. Wow. That's what you're getting with Birdwatch is a comprehensive support team that's going to make sure you're getting your needs met as you need those needs met and when you need those needs met. So before we get to the economics, because this is a fascinating, I mean, it, it's not a new business model, as you know. There have been other players uh, over the years. Actually, my parents had uh, in in Baltimore, I forgot the name of the vendor of the, of the organization, but they promised a similar relationship, um, which they my parents were incredibly happy with. So the point of 70-30 and the third, part of the 30%, as you mentioned, is for roofing. What are some other participants in the 30 that you found that you need to provide outside folks for that are vetted? Anything that requires a specialty, like a pointing job. If you need masonry repointed, our in-house team is not going to do that. Yeah. We're going to go with somebody who's that's their lane. And licensed and all that Correct. stuff. Correct. We're not going to we're not going to let anybody work on your house and provide a service unless they are really good at that. Yeah. So, and they're going to make sure that they have that specialty delivered to a certain standard. Uh, we're going to help coordinate that work um, and make sure that you have, the, again, the right vendor at the right time. So let's say that you need a heavy up on your electrical panel. A lot of older homes really need that. The, yep. the energy needs are much greater for homes. I have a Tesla. I had to pump up the volumes, yep. right, for the uh, external plug. Yeah, exactly. So we're going to connect with our network of electricians, and we're going to make sure that you're getting that done, that work done correctly and to code. 
So how many cities, obviously the show is called What's Working in Washington. We assume you're working in Washington. Are you in other cities? And if not, do you plan to be? We are in Philadelphia right now. One of my favorites. Operational there. Uh, and, uh, and, And happily so. We're not looking at just a local market. For this business, we're looking at, at at the opportunity to take this bird uh, as far as we can get it, um, and that means being in probably major markets in the next two to five years. Mm-hmm. Um, our our effort in Philadelphia is not just making sure that we're ser- serving our homeowners, but also in trying to understand like what kind of playbook do we need to replicate what we've learned to do well in Washington yeah. in another city. Yeah. But I can caveat this. We're hyper-local no matter where we are. Yeah. Um, so when we show up to someone's house, you're working with a neighbor. You're working with someone who cares about community. We're always anchored in making sure that we we don't just tend to people. We tend to their homes, the fabric of community. We're there to improve lives. Yeah. And, and that is not a national goal. That is a very hyper-local, almost intimate responsibility that we have to make sure that people feel cared for in their homes. Well, in Washington, you'd have white wine stains in the couch. In Philly, you'd be cheesesteak stains in the couch. So there'd be Correct. some local knowledge of things like that. I, I'm sorry. I digress because I used well, to work in Philly. Well, we've got the eagles going for us. So yeah, there you go. Exactly. Side, so, yeah. well, although that's tragic. That was tragic. Yeah, also, we'll, yeah. We, we, we won't go there. So would you try, if you could wave a magic wand, would you have continuity geographically? Would it be D.C., then Baltimore, then Wilmington, then Philly? Would you fill in or do you not care? I think right now the best opportunities for us lie in those urban core with the bedroom communities. Yeah. Um, and less so those those cities like Baltimore, which are just not as mature. Um, in terms of their economies, uh, for a service like this one. We're not about saving money. We're about making sure you have a gatekeeper for the right price. You're f- it's fair. It's consistent. It's saving you time, extreme amount of time. And you can trust who's work- who you're working with. It is tied to people saying, it's time for me to enjoy my life. I've worked yeah. really hard for this, and I don't want to hassle over my home. And I'd actually like to improve it in ways that really fit where I am in my life right now. And we're going to need volume for that. So we're going to go to areas where we know we have enough volume and we have a demographic that's going to say, yes, this service is for me and we're ready to go. If we move into a market like Baltimore, I think it'll be a little bit premature. But I can say it's likely if we're going to look at um, expansion near our our urban core, we're going to look at the Jersey Shore. We're going to look at, you know, Edgewater, Maryland or Annapolis, where people are having second homes um, and property they can't maintain that are that are, you know, popular and used often, but are actually not tended to enough. So we know that there's opportunity there. So you must have targeted marketing. But what are some ways that you that you target Annapolis? I mean, I I understand there are ways to do that, but kind of what are you exploring? What has been successful? Or are you still kind of maybe figuring that out? We have a lot of different marketing strategies, uh, and some of them are are very uh, you know in real life. So. Um, we have word of mouth. Word right? of mouth. Yeah. Who knew? Yeah. <laughs> who 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 knew? Um, we have partnerships with Ace Hardware locally here in DC. Um, Gina Schaefer owns thirteen Ace Hardware stores in the region. Um, you can go to her stores and you'll see Birdwatch signage all over the place. Sweet. Um, who who does Ace Hardware trust to maintain your home? It's Birdwatch. Um, so we're in that environment quite a bit. We're we're there tabling. We're helping people understand what the service looks like and how it can improve their lives. Um, and give them that peace of mind and help them enjoy their homes again. Um, and same with Miss Pixies. is a really great, great little um, shop on 14th Street. She's sort of the mayor of D.C. You'll see us there as well. Um, you'll see... The real high-touch stuff. Yeah, real yeah. high-touch stuff. I mean, I built a family of companies over the last 14 years, 
one property at a time. There you go. So building a network, building momentum. The bird theme is really about creating curiosity. And everybody has a feeling about a bird. Yeah. <laughs> we want to get to people with that, with that curiosity. And they're like, oh, how does this improve and help my life? That's the voice of Lisa Wise. She's our guest here on What's Working in Washington. She's the Chief Strategic Officer and co-founder of Birdwatch. When we return, Lisa and I are going to talk about the economics of the business and also their status as what's called a public benefit corporation. So stay tuned for that. on What's Working in Washington. We talk to power players about innovation in the federal government and how business in the region is keeping us competitive. If you are a DC insider and want to know what leaders in other industries are talking about, we give you that insight. So thanks for listening. If you know someone we should be talking to on our show, let us know. We want perspectives you won't hear anywhere else. You can reach out through our website or through Twitter. Many of our guests have come to us from others who say, Hey, if your show's about people who are really getting things done in the region, you should really be talking to dot, dot, dot. And we love bringing those new voices to our audience. We look forward to hearing from you. We're back at What's Working in Washington. I'm your host, Mark Walsh. We are once again excited to have with us Lisa Wise. Lisa is the chief strategic officer and co-founder of Birdwatch. Birdwatch. It does what not what you might think it does with the name, but that's kind of one of the cool things. If you wouldn't mind, take a minute to walk us through your heritage, how you got to Birdwatch. There's some thematic elements of the other companies that you've been involved with. What were they and how did you decide to start Birdwatch with your colleagues? Yeah, well, thank you so much for asking that question because there is actually a, an important story there. I actually have been, you know, introducing myself as the as the bird lady um, because if you know me, you know that I have lots of bird related businesses and an enterprise there around that. But they're all anchored in home. I lived in twenty three different spaces by the time I went to college at the University of Arizona. You'd lived in twenty three different. Wow. Yes, and I can offer that that isn't normal. <laughs> um, Agreed. And, it, and it, it, le it led for me to a sense of re really insecurity Yeah. Um, and housing insecurity. And I, you know, I was born with a briefcase in one hand and an interest in a home office in the second, you know, and my second interest was building businesses from a very early age. I understood that if I could be in a position to create profitable businesses, I would create security for myself. I also understood that I never wanted to do anything for just me. I wanted whatever I did to have a halo effect and impact other people as positively and as deeply as possible. And so as I moved through my career, I spent quite a long time doing nonprofit work, which aligned very much with my value system. But I also understood at some point that raising money for nonprofits, I wasn't quite sure that was moving the needle. So I, in 2008, decided to start a real estate management company and manage residential real estate with a value system that said, I care about the resident. We don't use the word tenant. We care about residents. We care about property. We care about community. 
And I looked at what property management in the residential space had been doing, and I said, great, I'll do the opposite, and I think we yeah, have success right. on our hands. Everything they do, Just, the George Costanza theory, if you remember that part from uh, Seinfeld. I do, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Um, opposite day. And so, you know, that was the framework for our company, which we started as Nest DC, and fast forward 14 Nest years. Nest DC. Nest Love DC. It. Okay. Fast forward 14 years, and we have a whole family of real estate management companies. I bring that talent to Birdwatch. Birdwatch was a natural extension of Nest. We're providing high-touch residential management services across the city. We're managing $2.5 billion in real estate in D.C. I knew early in, the, in building the company that there was an interest in providing our kind of service to a homeowner. We just weren't ready for it. So fast forward about 12 years into the company, I said, you know what? It is actually time to start exploring a program where we build a portfolio of homeowners who want that same full-service in-house maintenance experience. Mm -hmm. Um, And we launched Birdwatch at that time in the Flock family of companies and started to incubate that. I knew that business had portability. When you take the the resident out, the tenant-landlord laws are no longer applicable. You actually limit and simplify the relationship. So we understood Birdwatch had a portability to it that Nest did not have, that that I couldn't pick up what I was doing in residential property management and move it, but Birdwatch could take flight. Um, it was a, It's a simpler business model. That doesn't mean it lacks complexity. It definitely does. Um, but I was interested and, and had always aspired to creating as much impact as possible. And I knew if I had a national brand, my ability to impact people's lives favorably mm-hmm. would be infinite. And go ahead. Well, no, we'll, we'll get to the financial structure, but let, let's get granular for a second. So we're doing this lovely show right here in the border, literally Washington, D.C. and, and Montgomery County in, in, in the Friendship Heights area. So let's pretend I owned a house in Friendship Heights. What do I sign up for? What does it cost me? What what can I expect and not expect? Okay. Uh, so you give us a buzz and I said, listen, it's time for me to sign up for Birdwatch. Give you a chirp. I don't have Sorry. time. Give me a chirp. I don't have time. Uh, to sort out my household maintenance needs. And we say, great. The first thing that we're going to do is schedule a walkthrough with yeah. one of our specialists. Um, and Size gonna, of home, age of home, all that stuff. Correct. They're going to pop in, and they're generally going to pop in with one of our maintenance techs. Mm-hmm. We're going to do a safe and sound check. Is everything looking good here? Is there something that we want to flag? Oh, here's your water shut off. Um, your HVAC filter hasn't been changed in three years. You could make a small animal out of the dust out of here. Got it. Um, we're Wait, gonna, have you been to my house? I'm joking. <laughs> I have seen a lot of air filters. I used to do, have. and I used to do all the maintenance for the properties. Yeah. Um, so while I, I can't say I'm an expert in it, I have a strong appreciation for how homes need to be maintained, as does everybody in the company, because yep. that is really the service that we're offering. We want to make sure you're safe and sound. Then we want to hear what do you want to do with your home that you maybe haven't gotten to, and that could just be regular maintenance issues, or it could be I want to put wallpaper up in my office and I haven't had any time, and I don't know who would do that. Or I have this chandelier that's been sitting in a box, and I don't know who's going to put it up because I realize we're going to have to get into the drywall. Right. And we're like, this is no problem. We help you build a plan for your home, and then we operationalize that. We're going to help you figure out what you need. You're going to pay a $75 a month membership fee. Um, you're going to skip the line. You're going to have a guy named Freddie or Mariana or Christian who's going to be your point of contact. And then we're going to be a chirp away, mm-hmm. truly. Uh, you're going to pay for the services that you receive. Uh, but our pricing is really straightforward and transparent. We're $125 an hour for all of our in-house technicians, mm-hmm. uh, and it's a 15% coordination fee for a specialty. 
we're going to get those competitive estimates. But what you're going to get when you have competitive estimates is apples to apples instead of apples to bananas. Yeah. So this roofing estimate includes the decking. This one doesn't. So consumers don't know the difference. No. Um, and we're going to be that gatekeeper, making sure you get a fair service from a good vendor. Fascinating. 75 and then 125 an hour, 20, 125 an hour for stuff in the 70% that you guys do. Correct. And then for the 30% that requires a different perspective and level, competence, licensing, all that, 15% on top of the quoted fee, which you manage the quotes and the vendors. That yep. seems very reasonable. It is. Yeah. Is all this data available on the website or is this something that you visit and and present to people or somewhere in between? The website has a comprehensive overview of what we offer, Yeah. Um, but we're going to do a, what's called a spectral report for your home. And so you're going to get a document that outlines what we think will work for your home. It's yeah. up to you. What I would do want to offer is that we're not there to sell anything. We're there to be your partner. Right. If you're not happy, we don't have a business. So yeah. we want you to feel delighted every time we interact with you. And we also don't want you to ever overpay. And I can tell you people overpay all the time because they I'm don't shocked. know what they're looking at. <laughs> do you uh, to, for those listening, I'm looking at myself right now as an overpayer, but please proceed. That roofing estimate, for example, yeah, um, it's really easy for people to tack on two, three, ten grand to a roof replacement. Um, that's not going to happen with us. The vendors, we're a great source of work for them, and we make their lives easier, which is why our call is the first one they pick up yeah. every time. So that $300 roof repair is an investment for them and making sure that they have a long great relationship with us and our our owners. So I have a friend who has a home in the Chesapeake Bay, which is in an area that's sort of gated and private, but the surrounding town is, is more modest. And the joke is that when vendors arrive in the gated area, their price goes up by about 35 to 40% because they know the residents can afford it. I'm not saying that's right or wrong because the residents can't afford it, but there's probably some happy medium between the you know, a more modest home that is getting X dollars for the same job. Let's pretend, you know, snaking the snaking the, the shower roof, whatever. It's incredible how pricing, to your point, can be so malleable based upon the vendor's perspective on capacity to pay. You you manage that for the, your customers. We do. Yeah. Um, and we want that. That's part of the peace of mind. It's the, yeah. pri it's the pricing peace of mind. And, you know, we want our vendors to feel well taken care of. Yeah. Because that's how they're going to take care of you. So not to drill in the economics yeah. too deeply, but 75 bucks. Are, are you is subscription revenue kind of the the meat and the rest is kind of gravy? Or how would you characterize your business model? Maybe now or going yeah. forward? I, I would reverse it. So okay. it, that subscription model really kind of helps us cover the baseline uh, communication services. So that's going to help Freddie um, be seated to make sure that you're getting that service. Okay. Um, and, you know, all the technology costs that go into supporting each one of our clients. So yep. that, that sort of keeps us whole in terms of making sure that you have access to us. Um, but, you know, we don't make money unless we're making our, our clients happy. Yeah. And so the economics are really about taking care of homes and, and running tickets. Well, also, I'm fascinated by this because, you know, they're, as you know, they're medical, they're doctor versions of this where you yes. pay. And I'm a customer of one where I pay a monthly fee. I'm, I think I'm sort of front of line because they manage the number of people in the line, which is the key thing. And then I, my doctor, I now have a doctor and, and that individual met, knows everything that he or and his team did to me or I did to myself or what my numbers are. And I guess that's part of the point. I am convinced, because I know from personal experience, we don't keep track of what we paid for and did. So unless our folder knows that we did the roof, you know, two years ago, and then somebody says we need it again, we're like, why? What, what happened two years ago? All the minutiae of what happened, 
you guys keep track of that, right? So when I call Christian or Freddie or Maria, I think those are the names, uh, they remember that we did X and we need Y or vice versa, right? Correct. So we will know whether or not your house has two stories and whether the gutter cleaner needs to have a tall ladder or a Love short it. ladder. So yeah. we're going to, we, we plug in with a, um, with an API technology called Centrique that actually uh, documents all the serial codes for your appliances in the home. So if yours breaks, we're going to plug in the serial code. We know exactly what's going on with that appliance. So we're not wasting a visit. If you have a, if you want to call us on Zoom and say, my Nest thermostat isn't working, we're going to try and solve that without you even having a visit. Yeah. Um, it is that that we're looking at. And, you know, you, you honed in on something important. Over time, we will basically be able to, to build a home report. Yeah. And if I'm buying a car, I want the one that has maintenance records. If Bingo. I'm buying, yeah. Exactly. exactly. You're in the data business as much as anything else. Correct. We're talking with Lisa Wise. She's the chief strategy officer and co-founder of Birdwatch. So quickly, we have uh, an important ending question for you. But if you can just go through once more, what is a public benefit corporation at the highest level that you guys have chosen to be? A public benefits corporation is an opportunity for a company to incorporate in such a way that you're making a commitment to public good. And you state that, what, what the public good is that you're interested in delivering as a company. And for us, housing justice and creating an opportunity for all people to own homes is what we want to support through our public benefits work. And the reason why we did that, we wanted to codify the fact that we believe in in business having an important and critical role to play in our world being a better place and our communities being a better place. So 1% of our income from the gross, from the first dollar earned all the way to the last dollar spent, we are supporting housing justice, uh, specifically through the Birdseed Foundation, which, which provides grants to people who are first-time homebuyers. We're talking with Lisa Wise. Once again, Lisa, we ask all of our guests here in What's Working in Washington at the end of our time together to answer this. If you ran the world for some period of time, what would you start happening that isn't today or stop happening that is happening today or both? I want everyone to have safe secure housing, full stop. Wow. Meta. Of course, having lived in 23 places before you hit the University of Arizona, you speak from the heart. I do. Yeah. Yeah. These things matter very much to me. Well, uh, it's it's a lovely goal, and it's been a goal of many politicians over the years for housing. Um, and what was it? Safe, secure housing, right? That's Safe, what you said? Safe, secure housing. Lisa Wise, that's a wonderful answer. We're excited to have you on the show. Excited about your business model and your business. Once again, it's Birdwatch. Lisa Wise is our guest today, the chief strategic officer and co-founder of that company. Thanks for being with us. Oh, absolutely. Thank you. Thanks for listening. You know, I often find myself wondering, what's great about Washington, D.C.? And then I'm reminded about our business, our government, our arts, our not-for-profits, our education arenas. All are fantastic and special, not only to our nation, but really to the world. I'm glad I live here. I hope you are, too. And I hope that our show continues to give you some enlightenment, some information, some actionable intelligence and hopefully some enthusiasm about what works in Washington, D.C. So once again, thanks for listening. The team behind What's Working in Washington is a great group. The executive producer and editor is Tracy Madigan. Online content, Anna DeGraff. And that theme music you enjoy, performed by the Sunbathers. 
You've been listening to What's Working in Washington on Federal News Network and streaming as a podcast.